Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is Sarah. This is Jenna. We're from Nate Three Songs, and today we're getting candid with Saran. He's a Montreal-based French-Japanese singer-songwriter and producer. He's back with his hypnotic and groove-laden single, Diamond, which is a look at his upcoming album set to be released in early 2024. So we're getting candid with Saran about his mission to make music that his late mother would have loved, how he deep dives on the intricacies of different genres to learn the techniques of music creation, and why Saran has never listened to an entire album. So let's go chat with Saran. Hi, Saran. Welcome to the show today. Hello. It's nice to have you. So jumping right into things, you've been playing music for a very long time for most of your life since you were a young kid. And you've also been releasing music on the internet since 2017-ish. How do you feel like you've grown as an artist over this time period? I mean, I started playing drums when I was like three. So like I was introduced to like sounds and different instruments very early in my life. But I feel like I kind of didn't really take it seriously, especially like during high school and everything. I always liked music, but I feel like I really started when I was like around 15 or 14 is really when I really like picked up a guitar and started like writing yeah. songs or like taking it more seriously. And then just eventually having a little bit of knowledge on percussions and drums it also helped me with the guitar but it helped me like want to start doing production and everything so i guess my growth went from like being a drummer and then picking up a guitar and then i was busking in the subways and then i started producing and then mixing the writing and then now i feel like from a moment i was like a singer singer and then now i like forget that i even sing sometimes because i just like (laughs) do so many other things like I like to produce (laughs) mainly I like to do like everything but sing often (laughs) and like I forget how much I like it too sometimes but yeah so since you've been putting out music since you've been releasing music officially how do you feel like you've grown like as an artist the biggest growth as an artist would definitely be like just the fact that I've done a lot of like full circle or like doing music for other people trying Mm -hmm. to like kind of please the audience and not listening to myself and then only listening to myself and then kind of learning the mistakes along the way while experiencing that and then coming back to like I lost my mom like three years ago so like that really puts things into perspective like I really need to not necessarily have a purpose but I just wanted my music to be true like it wasn't Mm -hmm. worth it if it wasn't true so it changed my way of making music mm. like a lot. So I guess the last three years were really like the most eye-opening. Wow. And I think it shows in the music too, like the growth, not just in the lyrics, but in the, the taste. It's like, right. I, I feel like my mom would like it. Aww. It's like older, <laughs> older music. I love that. So are you pretty much like self-taught in all the instruments you play? Yeah, yeah. I never had, I never had lessons. I had one drum lesson because my mom was like, just try it. <laughs> And now here we are. I hated it. <laughs> you hated it. I was it. like eight years old. I hate, completely hated oh my it. Gosh. I just, I was, it. It wasn't for me. 
So yeah, the rest is all self-taught. When you're writing and recording, like you're recording everything yourself, is that correct? Yeah, yeah. It's pretty funny because I have my whole setup. I have my little mixer and I'm just like running around yeah. like recording drums and then bass and then guitar and then piano and then drums again. And then, yeah. yeah. Is it hard to like enter all of those musical mindsets at once? Or have you like learned how to like compartmentalize every instrument? I feel like for such a long time, I was like producing in my computer because it was so convenient. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like just having like a software and just being able to do like anything like yeah. I, know, I want like strings boom i want like timbales boom i want yeah. like horns you can do whatever you want so it was i got lost in that for sure and i think it's a good thing because like i learned so much mm-hmm. but at a certain point i really went like okay this is like repetitive i'm getting tired of like using samples and i know how to play drums yeah so, like the, the difficult part was really learning how to engineer like how to know yeah. how to record drums and having eight different mics at the same yeah. time and making making it work and everything so the difficult part was really like okay how do i make everything sound good so that when it's all together it doesn't just sound like an idea of a song yeah. but like a song mm-hmm. yeah that took a really long time like for, for the whole pandemic i'd say like that's like i just geeked out yeah. and nerd out nerded out on like that's like really interesting because i feel like there are so many artists now who do kind of like you're saying like they produce everything but it's all like midi controllers and like samples mm-hmm. and playing drums on a midi controller versus like playing the actual drums are two extremely different things and not everyone yeah. can play actual drums that's and so i feel exactly like exactly like what made yeah. me like want to record drums what you just said yeah and i feel like for you part. even it's like there's like an essence of capturing emotion through the drum playing that you mm-hmm. wouldn't get out of like a sample 100% yeah to like even expand on what you just said like I also got tired of the computer but I also got tired of like what I knew as a musician because mm-hmm. like I know how to play a lot of different instruments but I'm not like super good at them I just like learn how to play them in a way that's appropriate for a song mm-hmm. so my favorite thing is like let's say on guitar I've played so much guitar but I always play the same thing I always play the same licks I always yeah. play the same whatever mm-hmm. So, like, at one point, I just started noticing my favorite things were always when I had no idea what I was doing. Like, absolutely no idea. Just Mm -hmm. like, oh, shit. (laughs) And my favorite thing is, like, having that feeling when I'm recording drums, having that feeling when I'm recording bass. The same one when I'm doing every part of the song. I feel like if I'm able to surrender as much as I can, even even if I'm still, like, in my own way, like, if I surrender as much as I can, then the result of it is, like, always something that i enjoy even like years later after yeah Yeah. it's like that's the one way i feel like i can say out loud i'm proud of it because i don't even feel like it's like me kind of Mm. i i think it's really cool that you're talking about kind of like being led by a feeling and an emotion rather than like this goal for things to sound like perfect to everybody else it's more so like I don't know. I think it's just like it's really beautiful the way that you're talking about creating music and how it's like you want to embody this like feeling that feels right to you and then just hope hope. I always (laughs) I always want to ditch the goal like the goal to me never matters like that's the one thing like that I really try to put emphasis on even when I'm working with people I've never worked with before Mm -hmm. when I'm writing for other people is like if we start with an expectation like 
Yeah. The beauty of what we do is that, like, there's a surprise. Yeah. yeah. Like, we've been doing this so much. Like, I speak for myself and a lot of people that are around me. We do it so consistently, so much for so many years. Yeah. So we can trust ourselves that if we let go, it's still going to be good. Yeah. yeah. Like, you can do whatever. You can chat <laughs> for three hours if you want. You can let the music just come yeah instead of like chasing it and like expecting it to be a certain way because you might be missing like this whole thing yeah that might have been the most beautiful like yeah definitely i mean like when you watch like musician like documentaries and stuff especially like studio doc those moments where they're kind of like let's just play and see what happens Mm -hmm. like that's always when you get the best song so i think it's pretty cool that like all of your music you're kind of like let me just like jam and see what comes out of my soul For such a long time, I used to hear that in interviews, like that exact thing you just said. I'm like, what? What do they mean? Because like, it's so true to me. It's so traceable. Like sonically, if you listen to my music, mm-hmm. like my just two or three year old or four year old music, I was like not really doing it for myself. Mm-hmm. Like, just my two new songs. I feel you can clearly hear. It's like I've kind of let go of, yeah. of wanting to have control over how the song sounds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just like, yeah. Whatever was happening that day is what happened. And I just went with it kind of thing. Yeah. So right now you have two songs, Anna and Diamond, that are out right now that are going to be off your upcoming album. But, you know, you're kind of talking about how like you feel like things have changed in the past few years for you. Do you feel like there was like a specific turning point where things started to click and you found a sound that felt like really true to you? Yeah, I guess my way of like creating is that first of all I don't really get out of my house so like I'm always in my house making some (laughs) something and I kind of see myself more as like a producer I guess Mm. now or whatever in my life maybe that'll change so I get like obsessed with a song or a genre or something and then I'm like okay I need to like know I need to know how to make this I need to like understand how they recorded the drums like this and made the whole thing feel like this yeah so I like do like that thing for like a month and do like 10 or 15 songs in that genre some of them i write some of them i just make the like instrumental of it and then in the past years i went through like maybe five or six of these little phases where i like obsessed with this genre this genre this genre this genre and then through these phases it kind of like just did itself naturally where like it amounted to like certain songs really felt like the sum of all those phases and a lot of it was kind of like no expectation and really just like letting go of whatever I was feeling because of the loss of my mom. It was just like, I just need to like let some things out. Yeah. And at one point there was one breaking point, I'd say where I like started imitating like a voice. I just started singing in a voice that really wasn't a voice I ever did ever. And I just went with it and it's the song's not out yet, but it's just this weird voice. Like, I don't think people could even say it's me, but I, really destroyed my voice for like three weeks doing that wow. <laughs> but, and the song is also one of the first songs i wrote that wasn't about me or someone that's in my life mm. it was just about like people like in general yeah. or whatever so i think that really really felt good like it kind of made me realize i i, I really do want to like make a change if i can with my voice and if i am to write something and if i am to put something out i want it to be about like love Mm-hmm. in some way or form like i always want the purpose behind any message that i have to be like some kind of shape or form of love 
like it doesn't matter what it is but yeah i know i feel like you are talking about this in such a beautiful way like you uh, clearly what? are like <laughs> so deeply entrenched in music like it's wild oh, i think yeah, it's special yeah. no, when we get to my life yeah no it's really special when we get to have these types That's of conversations but it's funny you bring up the different genres because i'm curious to know what some of them are because i was listening through your music mm. and i'm like i hear so much info like you can hear r&b like you can hear elements of jazz mm. like indie pop and also like i feel like i got a little bit of like baroque pop of like very like british ballad sounding music and so for you yes, like that's my dad yeah <laughs> i'm like what were those in where, where were those genres you were exploring okay so like one of the recent one i really got obsessed with was like was like 2000 like r&b yeah stuff, mm. like real like the jt stuff with pharrell yeah in the moment where i'm making it i'm like obsessed with it yeah so i'm like yo this is my new sound. This is it. No, yeah. no, no. I'm doing it like in the mindset that it's for me or that it's whatever. So I just, I just give everything I got. I, I make it. And then like three months later, like spe specifically this, it's like 2000 R&B. I wrote songs around it, but like I listened to it and I'm like, I can't embody this like yeah. smooth guy <laughs> saying all this yeah. stuff. That, like I can't see myself dancing in the music. Right. Video. I can't like, so yeah. it's sitting in my computer. But then I went to LA like three months ago and this guy comes in the studio and he's like, I want to make this kind of music. No one makes things like this. I'm like, oh, shit, I have like 10 like these. Oh, so I just like, yeah. So I just showed him five or six of these songs and he ended up cutting them. And yeah. Oh, cool. Getting all them and re-singing my parts. Well, I feel like for you, it's like building a very technical skill set that it's like, even if you're not going to release a track that straight up sounds like that, like you're pulling elements in to your other music creation, like even if it's subconsciously, because you're like, oh, I know how to like do this technically. And then you're like, how yeah. do I feel this emotionally and add it into like what I'm already doing? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like you said, in the end, it's kind of just like the, the the ones I end up keeping or some of the ones that I end up keeping like really ends up being a blend yeah. of all yeah. those like, yeah. phases. That's the really beautiful thing about music though is like there is so much space to just combine influence and like make your own sound and i feel like so many people are so much more open to genre not being like such like a shackling type thing where it's like oh like it has to follow these rules like music doesn't have to follow the same rules as it once did i feel like and so now there's room for experimenting and like having these moments where you're listening to something and you're like how does this both sound like keen and justin timberlake at the same time <laughs> <laughs> but like especially now like platforms like tiktok and even just spotify having so many songs being released and just having the computer yeah. like it makes no sense that like the police were recording on like they had three takes for yeah. a song when they yeah. did their first album like that's insane imagine just how much one how much you need to practice and then how stressed you are when you're doing those yeah takes, yeah and they cost money yeah. and like that's <laughs> all your money we have computers, we can just do whatever we want. And that's like, as as much as it, it is a thing you can get, get lost in, it's also like the beauty of, like you said, being able to blend all of it and just even like, let's say Diamond, I think is a really good of, example of a song that's like a blend of so many things. But mm -hmm. to me, ultimately, it's still just pop because I want a song like Diamond to be considered pop again. I yeah. want like mm -hmm. the pop standard to be like something that's catchy, but like thought out. 
or unique a little bit yeah yeah we've talked a lot to other artists and also just like on our podcast about how pop music has changed so much over the past decade and that there's like so much more space now for out of the box pop stars where kind of if you want to be a pop star you can just be a pop star so Mm -hmm. i love how you're saying like oh yeah like at the end of the day i just i want it to be viewed as pop music and i feel like there's so much space now for that to be a thing and also yeah, like and it's kind of like gotten ambiguous like what yeah. pop is anymore so it's just yeah. like okay like let's, let's define it again I guess. exactly and yeah. I, I think that's what's so fun and like so many people are like less embarrassed about liking pop music i feel like for jenna and i like growing up it was kind of like you reach a certain age and it's like you're not supposed to like that music anymore and then you just yeah. pretend that you don't and now it's like no we all love pop music yeah, you can't pretend you pop. don't like dua lipa <laughs> yeah exactly it's just like yeah it's too satisfying so i do have a question because you keep mentioning like artists that you've been influenced by and just like music knowledge in general in some of these interviews that you've done you said that you just like didn't listen to music when you were younger yeah <laughs> are you lying yeah, <laughs> please expand no, <laughs> please, no, like, please, please yeah. expand because you have um, a lot of music yeah. knowledge <laughs> That's so funny. Duh. I feel like I'm being exposed. No, no, no. I actually didn't listen. So I listened to music like off of what my parents were listening like when I was, let's say, zero to 12 mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. Or 13, 14, I guess, from the moment where I bought my guitar. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I started like playing guitar, I just didn't really listen to any music. Okay. So especially like on my own, like I would listen to like music, I guess, in parties or in Ubers or in taxis but like i never have like i just like got these like a year ago and i like listen to meditation music and like water sounds and like i don't know or or my music yeah i even then now i feel i go over a lot of stuff but i never sit down and listen but i've done a lot of work like digging and listening to a lot of stuff i wasn't listening to before so like the last three years i'd say i listen to more music so it's so it's listening strictly for research because you just like genuinely like yeah. live and breathe playing music and in order to get better you kind of have to listen to what other people are making. Yeah, I like never like no not what people are liking it's just like I have a bunch of songs that I liked on Spotify but like I probably never went past like a minute on them it's just like I I <laughs> like, can't what get is over your Spotify rap like, like, like? <laughs> <laughs> honestly it was my ex-girlfriend's stuff so it was like drake and like the weekend oh my god what i'm so confused (laughs) (laughs) and i've always been the same like when i was busking in the subway since people like get out of the train and they're just walking Mm -hmm. for like 30 seconds i was just like singing the hook parts of the song so i was just like learning 15 seconds at a time like 30 seconds you're like i actually created tiktok i know i was like you hacked tiktok before tiktok did oh yeah i guess for like yeah yeah <laughs> if like uh i'm producing a song for an artist or like an album or an ep they like show me references of like songs they want or they like and i'm like i listen to like 30 seconds i'm like oh okay i got it because i feel like the second i have a spark or the second i'm excited i have to act on it it's like ah, i have to do it now and or let like otherwise i'm gonna like lose some aspect of like my excitement on it over time i guess so it's not that you like were literally never listening to music it's (laughs) that you were listening to music in a research capacity or were you just like straight up like not 
I ne- I was never running away from, from like. <laughs> you just weren't listening I've, for like personal enjoyment or like. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think it's cool too, though, because it's like it's as if like a musical instrument spoke to you, and you're like, I must do this. <laughs> like not not to be all yes. like spiritual, but that's like genuinely kind of what it feels that's like. Where it's I like it. it's yeah. like a guitar. One day it was like I've chosen you, and you were like yeah, I, I oh my would God, love to be to- chosen. <laughs> Do you want to know how I got that guitar? Yes. That first guitar I bought, I was on a school trip to New York. I was 14. Uh-huh. And we get on the school bus. We have like a free day for like two hours. We can do whatever we want. And I kind of like get lost or behind my friends. And I saw this homeless guy that was selling his guitar on 420 for 50 bucks. Oh, my God. case and everything. And I was like, oh, I only have $42. Can I buy it? And he was like, yeah, sure. So I just went back to the bus with my classmates and I had like this, everybody was like, why did you get a guitar? Like, what's going on? And I was like, immediately like started playing like the two chords I knew. <laughs> and then from that point on, I just like locked myself up in the room and just like started singing and then went okay but that like genuinely feels like that guitar was like placed in the universe for you that's crazy (laughs) oh my gosh no but i think like the way that you like we were talking earlier the way that you were talking about like your music creation style and then kind of the way in which a guitar came into your life it's all kind of in this like similar vein of like it's unexpected, but it's unexpected in like a beautiful kind of way where you're just like, okay, like this is all meant to be. And it's all about like going off of emotion. And I feel like you can kind of also tell that in listening to your music where it feels very like emotion driven. And like, I think it also comes back to the thing where you said like, you want all of your songs to be about love. I think on top of that, like you can feel the love for the music in the music. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. thank you. That's you're welcome. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. Like Anna, the song, when I wrote it, <laughs> I just remember like my friends were there. We were like, I was playing on the piano and mm-hmm. they were just like singing some random stuff. Like we just fooling around like ah, doing. And then at one point I go on the progression for like the Anna thing, I'm like ding, ding, dong, dong, whatever. And I'm like, whoa, mm-hmm. but they're still there. It's like 2 a.m. And like yeah. they were making so much noise. <laughs> and like, as soon as I started writing this, I was like, okay, guys, you guys leave now leave you gotta shut up like (laughs) they all left and i wrote the whole song like that in like oh my god i was like wow now that's what i mean by like if i play something on spotify and i like like it or it makes me think of something i can't listen to the whole song i don't have time like i have to (laughs) so we talked about anna and diamond was there a specific story that you wanted to tell with your upcoming album i think like the story kind of just like tells itself in the way it's just like i said before it's just it's songs that my mom would have liked and it's just really just to me a timestamp of the growth I've yeah I've, yeah. I've been yeah. through in the past three years and like I just want to let the music speak for itself I don't think I had like a storyline I don't have I don't have like a specific way of telling anything it's just straightforward it's like it's pop and it's love songs but like the way I hear them and the yeah. way I, I want them and so in the way that like you write music when you went into this with the mindset of like I want to make music that like my mom would want to listen to like does that ever become like emotionally overwhelming for you to like put yourself into that and be in that mindset of like this is for my mom everything I do is for my mom so I don't think about like music specifically like as, as that and also 
through doing doing it so consistently in the past years and through like going through the like those different phases like i was saying earlier those ones that i like see shining through like a diamond right. <laughs> and that, that's like they're just there out of all the songs i can feel like yeah. oh my god okay this like i could literally i can hear my mom like listening to it i can see yeah. what her reaction is i know like she's like oh yeah this is the one i like and also she used to say that to specific songs when I used to make music back then. And like, I didn't really get what her taste was, but now I get it. It's like, oh, just like, it's a little bit like, it's like too late, but in the most beautiful way, because I, yeah. I would have never been yeah. able to make that music that she liked without like losing her in the first place. It's like life. I feel like for you, this is such like an introspective process for you. So do you ever feel like making music is cathartic or like is a form of therapy for you? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean all the way like from the moment i started to now and just more and more it started like like i said from the homeless guy when i bought the guitar like i remember at that time i was like hanging with a bunch of weird people i wasn't really i didn't really have any good friends i wasn't making good decisions my family situation was super rough i think a lot because of me and how i was kind of acting and like I started playing guitar and like within six months, like I cut off everybody. Like I was just making music and my new yeah. friends that I had from that moment were all people that my, that, that they would come in my house. My mom would be like, I'm so grateful. So I started making music <laughs> like literally because my life really just switched around in a wow. crazy way. Wow. And then to take it a, new, a, a next level again, like after losing my mom, like if I didn't have music, I have no idea how it would have like, yeah survived. like literally wow. no idea it's wow. like even if it's just hitting a drum to hit a drum or like yeah. screaming or like to me like music is like one of just the one of the most important things period like in anybody's wow. life i literally yeah. have like chills right now. i know same <laughs> same <laughs> Because I'm like, this like this is literally your path. Like, yeah. music saved you, like, literally more yeah. than once. Not in, like, a every, weird way, every, like, a very no, real yeah, way. Yeah. Whoa, this is and crazy. Yo, music is, like, the craziest thing. I'm, like, I'm just so grateful that I, that I can do it, that I just want to do it, and somehow it works. So I'm just riding yeah. the way. I'm like, okay, like, this is what I do. And, and if I can do it, then I'm, I'm going to do it as much as I can. And I'm, I want to do it with as many like people as I can too and also that counts in the phase like having phases for me but I also like worked for a lot of my best friends and other artists like R&B or pop so I had to produce stuff for them so that also made me go yeah. into a phase indirectly like yeah. for mm -hmm. them okay I have to learn how to make music like this for them yeah yeah a little while ago you mentioned like TikTok and like the way music production has changed with technology is crazy and like I was looking at your TikTok and like over the past couple years like you posted a lot of videos of you just like sitting down playing guitar like playing instruments or whatever that all got like a lot of views what is like your relationship thoughts experience like with a platform like TikTok where it's like well here here's some more context if it's like music is like an innate part of like who you are and TikTok can often kind of you know be something to amplify that but also to like challenge it and sometimes like mm -hmm. a negative way of people using tiktok in like ways that are just like all about them and and whatever and so so like what is your experience with this been it's such a hard thing i feel like my opinion changes every month on it too yeah, yeah. i think one one thing that i'd like if i'm being honest one thing that i think is hard for a lot of like 
<clears throat> people that want to do art that feels authentic to them is like they gave us kind of no choice but to go by their rules if we want some kind of like some kind of success right and i feel like that success is often like completely not correlated with the quality of the music right yeah. which makes right. a lot of it like not sustainable and for like short amount of time like a certain song or a certain hit will represent like the entirety of like pop music right but then we like for a bunch of times we haven't heard about these people again and like it's like yeah. what's going on and even some of them i've gotten to know and they have issues with labels and the way labels yeah. have been finding artists is also through tiktok because i feel like labels don't really know what to do anymore in, right. in, in a lot of situations and i've experienced that myself during the pandemic so yeah i guess like in some way i'm i'm really grateful for it because it showcases like people that we might have never seen yeah and i think it brought back a lot of music that i'm like positively surprised to see people like like old mm. old hits that i was like eh. right like people like really love this i'm so down that yeah, yeah. Like, and that gives me hope that artists can keep pushing and not do the same thing everybody else is doing yeah i mean just in the past three years the way it's changed has been crazy because i think like at the beginning of the pandemic when kind of everybody was joining tiktok i feel like it was a lot of music kind of somehow standing on its own and then that became too simple and then everybody kind of had to put on a show and now yeah. it feels yeah. like people have gotten sick of the expectations of tiktok and there's like more potential for like creative ways to share music to be successful mm -hmm. and i think just like looking at your tiktok again it's back to that thing of like the guitar was meant to find you and music was meant to find you and that way of like the people are coming to you because of that because there's no like shtick and i feel like a lot of times like when yeah. you interview an artist no matter how deeply they love music there's always some sh sort of shtick to it where it's like oh like this is their thing that they do on tiktok and for you it's like no me and my magic guitar are just gonna be here like <laughs> <laughs> and everyone's like this is amazing everyone's like i need more of this <laughs> i have found like really difficult though it's like whenever i make a song and like okay like i'm gonna use any example i'm sure so many people would like relate to that like you just made a song and you're like damn this is so good this is like my favorite song and you want to market it you want this whole mysterious thing around it and even in some cases like you actually put in money you actually make a music video you actually right. make all mm -hmm. of this now it's just like that three second iphone video is going to do better <laughs> and yeah. not only that is like that three second iphone video might do better but it kind of like discredits the work or the vision you had for the project or for the tone of the visual yeah. That, yeah. that's the most difficult part for me is like i feel like if you're Imagine Frank Ocean started going on TikTok and be like, hey, my album Blonde is out. Like, n what? That would make no <laughs> yeah. sense. Like, yeah. that yeah. makes no sense. But, like, not a lot of people can afford to not do that. So it yeah. like, just looks like everybody's doing the same thing, which is kind of the case. I completely understand what you're saying, and I can completely relate. Like, Jenna and I both do photography, and it's, like, that thing where the photo of the most famous person you've ever photographed is always going to be the one that like pops exactly. off the most yeah. on the internet and like the photo you're most proud of is gonna get like 30 likes and they're all from your mom and her friends or whatever but mm -hmm. it's like the people who genuinely enjoy your art are always going to find 
the beauty in the other things. So it's like, yeah, you could have a three second, like 15 second clip on TikTok go viral that you're like, oh my God, like I put in all this other work. But the people who like are really taken by the music are going to see that other work and then they're going to be excited by it. And I think that that's like what's so cool about music discovery, especially now. There's so much more potential to like really find the right people, but also at the same time, find those people who just listen to music for fun and will like put your song as like a like song on Spotify and then it'll come up and like it could wind up being something that's important to them or it could not. But at the same time, you find those people who are creative who are going to go watch the music video for Diamond and be like, this is speaking to me more so than anything else did. And I just think like that juxtaposition is really cool because you can find those like one moment fans, but also find those fans who are going to be there forever and like every aspect of the creative speaks to them. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I also feel like even like this whole thing of as artists, we can keep also pushing what we think is right. Like, I feel like yeah. we've, we've lost that kind of putting our feet on the ground, being like, no, I don't want to do this. Like, that's literally what artists would do for so long, especially like in the 90s. Yeah. It's like, what do you mean do this? I'm not going to do this. And then suddenly everybody's like, okay, 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 okay. And we kind of have no choice, but we kind of do have the choice too. Like a, a little bit like everything in life, I guess. So I feel like obviously I want to like market my stuff in a smart way and like not miss out on any of those people that are there on, on those platforms. But like, I really want to be true to like how I envision my music yeah. visually and how yeah. I present it to the world. And if I present yeah. it in a way that's like exactly the same as the 17 other people you just scrolled by, then I know my stuff's not going to stick no matter how good it is. I just am like so in awe of the way that you talk about your creative process. But so as we've been talking, like you do have this new album coming out in 2024. So like what can we expect in the run up to the new album? The album is going to be out on March 15th. And the next single is going to be out on January 17th. Ooh, exciting. The next single, I think, is going to be one that like, people that weren't familiar with my music are gonna like i think i'm super excited <clears throat> for the next one it's called magic exciting so two more singles and then after the fourth single basically the album's gonna be released like two days after that well we will very much be looking forward to that and as our final question we like to do a nice little wrap-up for everyone who's on our show mm -hmm. the ethos of our show name three songs is to empower fangirls and we think it's important to be critical consumers but also celebrate the things that we love unapologetically so saran what are you a fangirl of i don't know i feel like i'm obsessed with with like most things that are in my brain <laughs> i'm like obsessed with so many things <laughs> um Lately, I've been obsessed with perfumes. Okay. That's cool. Nice. Do you How'd have you a specific it? you would like to recommend? <laughs> okay, yes, actually. It's called Sonic Flower. Oh. It's not like a perfume perfume that I would wear like on a night out. I just like spray it everywhere, like in my bed, in my bathrooms. <laughs> it's just like I want to smell it constantly. I mean, I feel like you are a Sonic Flower, so. Oh, yeah. That's a good name. <laughs> but, yeah, it's, it's maybe for you. It smells so good. Well, thank you. This has been a lovely chat. Thank you, Saran, for joining us today. Thank you so much. This truly was a wild conversation in a way that was so different from a lot of the artists we've interviewed on this show because Saran is clearly so deeply entrenched in music and music creation and music just speaks to him and this is what he's meant to be doing in life mm -hmm. and nothing else really matters i spent that whole interview having like literal chills on my whole body listening to him talk because like i don't believe in like 
divine. I don't like deeply believe in divine intervention, but I feel like there was some like divine intervention going on here to get that man connected to music in the way that he was connected to music. Just I, I, I'm like, I'm still speechless over how deeply woven music is into like his being. Like I've just ne- like, we've spoken to so many artists over the years and I've just like never spoken to somebody who like that deeply lives and breathes music and like needs it like water. But like specifically understanding like the creation side of music because this man has never listened to an entire album in his yeah. life. Like that is so wild. Yeah. It's just like he was literally put here to put music out into the world and like that's his purpose. Yeah. And it's like it's crazy. It's so cool. It is so interesting listening to him talk about it. And I'm like so excited for his album to come out and everybody to hear it and just like see where this journey takes him. So thanks for getting candy with us and Saran. This has been Jenna and Sarah from Name Three Songs. And to get your pop culture fix, you can listen to new episodes of Name Three Songs podcast every Wednesday on all podcast platforms. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.